hello and welcome back to The Little Couch. It's been a few weeks since my last episode because I recently packed up and moved back to Arizona. So I've been spending a lot of my time sweating in the blazing hot sun, adjusting to my new old home and settling in. In today's episode, I got to chat with my longtime friend Paige about the loss of our mutual friend and balancing grief and joy throughout life as we try to make a meaningful impact on the world. The audio in this conversation is unfortunately pretty choppy. I chose to still share the episode because there's some great nuggets of insight if you can bear with us. I promise it'll be worth it. I'm your host, Anastasia. Let's dive in. Okay, so obviously we've both been to a lot of funerals in the last decade. Mm-hmm. And the biggest death bonding us together is our mutual friend, Callie. Mm-hmm. Multiple other deaths for both of us as well that we've experienced. But what I really wanted to chat about and what I, we've discussed chatting about is like the balance of both joy and grief. Because mm-hmm. um, truly you're one of the most like electric people I've ever been around. <laughs> <laughs> like just the best yeah. energy, so <laughs> joyful. Like literally listen to your little giggle. It's so magical. <laughs> um, but I know that you also have mental health struggles and obviously have had to, you know, try to process all of the things that we've both experienced. Um, so what would you say is like the biggest impact that grief has had on your life on a daily basis? Like, how does it affect your daily thought process? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I definitely feel like the grief I've learned from is, is has changed many of my mindsets. And I try to these mindsets every day and just to kind of cope with the, the world a little and not worry mm-hmm. quite as much about <laughs> like existential death of yeah, uh, literally, people. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's it really appreciates more and yeah. appreciate the good things in my life and strive for those more. And not much about little things bothering me because um, that's just like worth it when there could be so many changing things that could yeah. that could really weigh you down. I don't really like to have any of the other little things weigh me down. Um, just to really work on building those deep with people. I feel yeah. like that's been one of the biggest things um, to kind of change my and how I just see the world around me and interact with the world around me. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, I really struggle. Are you, do you think you're, are you wired naturally for joy or do you tip towards like the sorrow, like just naturally? Cause you're so bubbly. <laughs> yes. Do you wake up and you feel like, let's take on the day. Or are you like, right, self, we got this. We can do this. We can take on the day. <laughs> I'm a little bit more uh, naturally geared towards the joy. I feel like um, I've had multiple comments and I've noticed it in myself. Like I just naturally just smile anyone walking by me um I've kind yeah. of always been like that um that's kind of my natural mode of existence <laughs> and yes um I feel like that's uh just kind of my my natural joy put a smile on my face and hopefully you know make other smile um whether they're walking by and I don't even know them or a buddy of mine or something so I feel like that's kind of my natural in- inclination to <laughs> Yeah, a more upbeat, positive um, attitude. Yes, I love that. You seriously do. You do make that impact. Like everything about being around you just makes me want to like <laughs> jump up to the moon. I'm like, give me some of this in my pocket because I feel so naturally wired for sorrow. Mm-hmm. But then on the outside, I am like, I also come off as like pretty joyful and excitable. And I think I internalize and think that I'm like the wet blanket in the situation but then people that are around me are also like oh you're you got such a good energy you're so good to be around I'm like what yes yes you I'm are so so sad. like <laughs> you, you bring so much joy around you um and I definitely always felt that like just the kindness to you and the and the, your smile also is just like the most beautiful thing so oh I feel like God, that makes so people <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's crazy, too, because my middle name is Joy. So, like, I really, (laughs) 
I really have to like try hard to remember that, you know, (laughs) I, I feel like the last 10 years, you know, all of the, all of the death and it is such a constant worry for me too. It's like so existential every day Mm -hmm. that I go in phases where I feel like more deeply connected to life and more capable of joy, but I have to work myself through it more. So on a daily basis where I wake up and I'm like, all right, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> and I can like, in. yes, like <laughs> literally put on a helmet. Um, so I, yeah, it's, I have to remember that even in seasons of, it feels like the sorrow is consuming me outwardly. Mm-hmm. People are still getting a joyful version. It's like, I just have to learn how to internalize that and, and feel it. And, yeah. you know, like just hang on to that joy. Cause I actually do. I, I do struggle to, <laughs> to feel it like are there ways are there intentional ways that when you go about your day you like you hang on to specific things that cultivate joy yeah yeah just any conversation I have with people anytime someone like expresses their appreciation towards me or I like intentionally you know put up appreciation towards someone or um have that connection with someone I try to make those points I try to make people they are appreciated that they are loved and cared about you know if it's someone I'm really close to or someone even very close to just to make them feel supported um and just a general like positive energy coming from me um to have other people feel that but also hopefully cultivate that and just rips around me as well um so that yeah get some of that back <laughs> yeah do you feel like you do because I feel like you're just such a bubble <laughs> I feel like I project all this joy onto you but truly like do you feel like your energy it lifts up this like the scenarios you're in and then you feel like you do receive joy back I I do I, I do feel like I I try to I also re- try really hard to surround myself Positive people, I definitely struggled a lot, especially um, a while back. That brought me down. Um, yeah, I really was one of the hardest things to get through after losing Kelly and seeing others just like die far too soon, and how unfair yeah. that is. I definitely struggled with like being a negativity and negative people, whether it's about little things are just like kind of just negativity because I just couldn't help yeah. but think like how lucky are we that we are living and I just my you know ever since losing Cal I just always want to live my best life you know in honor of and yeah of, of myself because I deserve it and like those people want us to live with yeah. joy and happiness but it just kind of like always like blew my mind be so negative all the time and like project yeah. that outwards towards other people because it's just you know what what good does that do what good does that do for you what like what good does that do for anyone around you um so I guess I'm maybe just a little hype of how people interact with other um I definitely have that in the past of yeah uh, being around those types of people try to like I've kind of let go of some people in my life that have brought me down Mm -hmm. um even if been in my life for a long time um and you know looking back at those relationships I now have like a a nice you know friendly relationship at distance um yeah it's just a little bit more appropriate um relationship so I've kind of worked that have be like people that I want to just lift up all the time um because they deserve it and they're amazing people but also they lift me up too yeah it's it's so beautiful I think that's been the hardest transition for me in the last couple years of like really realizing that you can't take everybody with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like those those negative relationships that especially if you're empathetic or you've experienced like I'm just like hell-bent on like saving and fixing people yeah 
or I, I had been so heavily for so long. And then to like, as you start to get older and realize there are people in life that just do fade out of your life and that's, Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not negative. It just is. Mm -hmm. It's that's, that's literally the hardest (laughs) part of adulthood (laughs) where I'm like, but I want to keep everyone forever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When there's like people that you've lost unexpectedly and you never want to lose them, it's hard to like make a decision to like someone out of for like more distance in your life. Um, Sometimes it's like yeah, that. Um, What do they bring to me? Do they bring me joy? Um, Or make a healthier relationship? Yeah, and just to love people from afar, I think it's still love, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, that's a, that's a hard pill for me to swallow. I think it is for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. yeah, there's still like relationships that you think like, oh, should I have fixed that or carried that or, you know, tried to continue nurturing that Mm -hmm. when I think that's really just guilt that comes from unexpected death. Mm-hmm. like exactly. if this person were to die you know it's so yeah. interesting mm-hmm. it's so like yeah also an interesting thing um some point you just made but I wanted to like touch on it this morning I went for a walk and I saw um a hummingbird on mm-hmm. my walk so I googled like the meaning of it mm-hmm. and it was seeing, seeing a hummingbird means that the challenging times are over and healing can begin it's also believed that seeing a hummingbird signifies the arrival of positive energy into your life and then it can bring joy and happiness it's also a oh. sign that the spirit of a loved one who has passed may be near oh. isn't that wild i was like <laughs> callie sent us that sign and then i was like <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then I saw another one as I was wrapping up my walk. I saw another hummingbird. I was like, she's with us. She's mm-hmm. bringing us joy and healing. Yes, bringing us together. I, I love that. Yeah, it is. It's like, I don't know. It was a beautiful little, you know, I try to hang on to little things like that where, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's like ladybugs. ladybugs and feathers are my good omens when I see them I just feel like it's gonna be okay like just little signs and I don't know if it's Callie who sends them or somebody else but I know that Mm -hmm. you know yeah um another thing did you go to therapy right after Callie passed away or like what's your your relationship with therapy been uh interesting I so I um to a kind of like a group children's loss therapy um because oh, cool um i don't know like uh fortunately my, my other best friend elena um was also close with Callie, but had also unfortunately lost her father um just two yeah. years earlier after um an unfortunate procedure accident so another death um of someone far too young so elena had already been dealing with a lot of grief and luckily had her her sweet social worker mother <laughs> to yeah. uh, god bless <laughs> help her out but uh she thought that you know it'd be yep. really helpful for both of us to go to a teen therapy um which was a bit more towards uh kids had with parents um but did enjoy some of like they they got with that um but i no, I don't feel like a huge connection to that therapy in my past and how Yeah. I'm not sure how much that impacted me as much as um just the relationships I had with people and the learning mm. I've done um throughout just kind of just for like a winter where it was like our special like Monday night and I'd come over for dinner Aww. and we'd hang out and then we'd go to group you know child <laughs> uh, just just um, <laughs> that's like so ahead of its time too because oh. that was like 2012 yeah like that's like it's so much more normalized now than it was then that I'm like wow yeah. transcendent <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly but yeah I uh I you know I definitely like with a lot of grief balancing that but I I definitely always felt like I'm doing pretty all right. But I, for years, it was always like these like moments that I call like 
triple S's, like this ad sick and stressed mm-hmm. moments where I feel like it was mostly started off with my particularly stressful and then that would kind of bring out um like probably sickness or sadness mm-hmm. and then the other would follow and the more like depressive states um that I'd be in and like stressful just sad times and notice yeah. how much those brought me down but quite it's not a, a constant um aching as much more like a like a slow burn all the time and then it, slow burn. sometimes Casey Casey Musgraves <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, slow burn <laughs> uh, just uh she I didn't do like until I like 22 23 and the pandemic and it was like in one-on-one therapy again and that was very helpful so kind of resets and um back on track to feeling good and less just anxious and or yeah. sad all the time <laughs> did you do therapy via zoom then or did you go in person that was all via zoom yep oh wow cool I just started seeing my now that I moved I'm staying with my same therapist so we did our first oh. zoom sesh this week and it felt so different. I'm glad I was able to start in person because I'm like, such, mm-hmm. I need like a tangible human in front of me. It was like very, mm-hmm. it was still good because I'm familiar with her. So I think it was better for me to start it in person, but it felt so odd to do it via Zoom. I was like, this is so mm-hmm. wild. Where do I look? <laughs> yeah. Do I look at you? Do I look at me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. It was a little odd, but yeah, I've, I've, I've lucked out. I've been very lucky that the, the I've had um, in the past couple of years have been really lovely people and I've just connected with them quite easily so yeah that's so funny with that yeah I I when I when Callie first passed I went to therapy um but I think I was like too young and too angry to really Mm -hmm. receive it you know like Mm -hmm. it took me probably four or five Maybe four, uh, maybe three or four. I don't remember now. It's been so long. Such a jumble, a jumbled decade in my brain. But I went to like a, <laughs> different therapists and it just mm-hmm. never really clicked for me. I just felt like mm-hmm. I, I was so pissed that mm-hmm. I was like, you're never going to reach me. And then finally, yeah. too, it was it was COVID that kind of also blew my life up and so many different things falling apart and losses. And that I was like, I got I got to freaking face this. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this grief Classic. that I've been carrying around is a heavy burden forever it's yeah. still inside of my body and I have to let it go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> and then luckily I found a therapist that I also like really connected with but it's interesting too because we we do a lot of work around grief and mm-hmm. and she has said that I think, I mean, I've also just experienced a lot of loss but I think because mm-hmm. Callie passed away when we were so young Mm-hmm. that's like the crux of it for me. And she said, like, I think we really need to go there and like work on that because it, it had such a huge impact. Yeah. And I think unlocking that and being able to release it is, is like important. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I hear you, but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yup. Yup. So exactly. yeah, like, Oh yeah. Let me just yeah. unlock the, the, the worst moments of my life. Literally <laughs> the like the severe pain that I've been carrying for 10 years. Like, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. about to set it down. It's mine. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you, you processed it well throughout the years or like you processed it closer to when it happened? Or do you think there's a lot of it that you still carry with you? Like, were you able to talk about it openly with your friends? Yeah. Yeah. Um, since I did just have like so many friends that also lost Callie, like I was talked through when I was younger, but I feel like when I was younger, it was definitely harder. I definitely had more of the extreme feelings of, um, I hadn't quite learned yet, like how to deal with like the constant dread of possibly losing other people 
um, and that like manifested in ways of like being maybe a little overbearing with people. Um, whenever me I felt still, like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you are preaching to the choir. Thank God someone else feels it. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. And I have to fight it every day. Yes, it makes me controlling. <laughs> I didn't realize how much that correlated to. Yeah, like a severe need for control in my life. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like, like mindsets I've been just like creating relationships with people and just never, never, not taking the to tell somebody you love and care about them. Uh, yeah. The chance to um, make appreciated, but it's like. A, a classmate, a neighbor, your best friend, your parents, just the people, you know, you know, the people with big relationships with you or small ones, putting good into those relationships and trying to mm-hmm. always make them feel secure and um, just love because I, I, you know, that's how I try to kind of calm my, like never see them again, but it's them. Um, and just having to comfort myself with knowing, like, even they know I loved them, and I know that they loved me. Mm-hmm. We we had that special relationship. Always working on maintaining those relationships, which uh, I've learned. Work- I've learned. Over the it's a lot of work. Years. Yeah, but that's kind of what made more peace. And- I've realized even in the past few years of um, I've I've lost some of like uh, grandpas and yeah I've kind of I've realized that that has actually sunk in when I recognizing that when a person in our life passes away but they have a full long yeah it's and, more comforting yeah yeah and I've just had like. You know, maintain good relationships with them for the past years, um, and always, you know, that's like cultivating those close relationships. So even if they've passed, it's like know that they knew how much I loved and appreciated them, and I know they loved me. So that made those losses um, so much more gentle and peaceful Mm -hmm. to me. I feel like. so I'm uh, <laughs> the the constant worry of losing some unexpected uh, is always kind of there, but trying to combat kind of those relationships close and meaningful. Yeah, it's 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 so difficult. My grandma also passed away in between in between the, all all the other death, and we it, I got to like see her on her deathbed, and mm-hmm. just to be there with her like and have that moment alone and just you know like just like know that it was okay for her to go because it was her time and she had Mm -hmm. seen through a long and like beautiful life Mm -hmm. and how like different that loss was because it still triggered the fear of somebody dying but it was it was just easier to metabolize than than unexpected loss but I definitely I think I go in waves where sometimes I feel like I'm really good at, at loving people and sustaining relationships mm-hmm. and cultivating that. But then sometimes I think it also holds me back where I'm like so scared to get close to people fully mm-hmm. because my, my body is like reminding me that if you lose them, it's going to hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I struggle to balance it. I think I've gone in waves where I've been okay to really pursue people hard and be like, no, I want this person to be so deeply a part of me. But then mm-hmm. like within the last couple of years, I think with more loss and loss of control with COVID that I've kind of almost pulled back from being so loving with people. Cause I'm like, I cannot go through another loss. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's like such a lifelong practice. I feel mm-hmm. like of always knowing and it's, it's hard to, I feel like, I struggle to relate to people close to our age because of experiencing so much loss. It feels like I almost have like a part of me that's like, Oh, you're just not going to understand. Like I can't <laughs> let you, you know, yeah. like 
why can't yeah. you talk about such menial things? Like this doesn't <laughs> matter. Like my yes. brain at all times is like everybody dies. <laughs> Like, no, no matter what I'm doing, it's like someday this person's going to die. You're going to mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Everybody dies. If you leave, this person's going to die. And yep, I, yep. Really, That's literally my sign. It's like yeah, what it's drives all me the all the time. All, all the, the time. time. I was with a friend the other day and we were just talking about like God and life and existence. And I was like, I think about death every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard to be so young and already be thinking like, how am I going to make sure my life is full enough? Like, is life worth it? Like, how do I love big? How do I hold back? How do I, it's it's just like other people that haven't experienced it. I'm like, do they just get to exist and think about like what they're going to do tomorrow and not think like if I see this person tomorrow and I don't love them enough and they're going to die and then I'm going to have to carry that forever. Oh yeah. Wow. Not everyone thinks like that. Yeah, it's like literally, do people just get to exist and think about the future and not be like, yeah, controlling and sad? Exactly. Like that's just always what drives me, and I try, I try to like put a the the positive spin on that and the balancing of grief and joy of like, like you know, as I'm still in school and that school and like people like everyone's a nerd and ever like yes. people are have been obsessed with grades their whole life, and I like literally just scream. Anytime I can remind my peers and my friends, like, a number doesn't matter. Like, if you were to die tomorrow, that would not matter. What would matter is how you made people feel, yeah, how you connected with people. True. The accolades, the, 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 the grades, those little little things here and there, those don't matter. They don't matter with the deep stuff. And I little dark sometimes <laughs> but we just like not just not just simply saying oh don't worry so much about grades about grades if you die tomorrow no one would get yeah <laughs> you got all <laughs> it's so true that's I feel like I, I call myself a wet blanket but I'm like always the one who can just like bring it down <laughs> but it's like I do it with a smile and I'm laughing so yes exactly exactly so it's funny yeah you're a friendly neighborhood reminder that everybody dies literally what you were saying earlier too you know how it's in relate to people age I personally recognize that I have actually gained some really close through being able to be that person read someone and talk about that those tough things it's mm-hmm. really severe mental health or a lot of parents or close family member uh in college like the, some of those really close people I made them because I was able to connect with them that way and that was kind of really special and I still find those people that when you're able to connect about the really tough stuff um, yeah just such special relationships with yeah, it is. It's that's such a like the bittersweetness of it is mm-hmm. that you're able to sit with pain in a different way than you know, it's like I don't feel like I have to distract somebody out of their pain. It's like I think a typical response is like, oh, let's just like let's do something to distract ourselves. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's do something happy. And mm-hmm. so much so few people in life have that person that can just like go there and I I think when you've experienced it continuously, you have a different capacity for it that makes, you know, like you said, like you, you've cultivated like really deep relationships because of it. I think, yeah, it's given me an energy that has made a lot of people feel safe with me like pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah, it's like, so it's such a beautiful gift to, you know, to sit with that. And then then you can have those relationships that especially like I need meaningful relationships. Like there has to be depth Mm -hmm. for me to experience joy. It is like a pain pleasure thing. So it's like Mm -hmm. if I can be with somebody that we can laugh our brains out like minutes after we've been bawling about how complex life (laughs) is like that's, that's it for me. Like, you know, when you have those friendships, yeah, it's literally like, give me more. I want to drink it in. It's so good. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is what matters. yes oh my gosh my favorite (laughs) yes it's so it's so beautiful to 
Yes. I think I just have to also remember that. And it's good to have these kind of conversations with other people that Mm -hmm. it's hard in the day and age of social media because you just, even, even seeing the hard parts, because there's such a culture of honesty on social media as well. Now Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. still just see it as like, yeah, they struggle, but they're probably totally fine. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're honest about it, but I know that their day to day is beautiful. And so to actually (laughs) be able to have these conversations, it's just such a good reminder that like, Real life is still just real life. Everybody's trying to figure it out. And I get I get so in my head about it. I'm like, you're the only hoser who's sad. <laughs> well, also being happy. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel yeah. like that's one of the things I always have a big, like, that I try to live with is been in the most. Even when something is happening in your life that net negative you can recognize it as being a net negative you wish never happened you can still kind of try to glean these positives from mm-hmm. even through all I think like being able to connect with people in these ways that's that's a positive the net negative um and Absolutely. all the I just can't help but like I was reminded with with you especially is like the this although I do any so many wonderful people mm-hmm. her and we could love her together and that's mm-hmm. so special and really amazing people in my life unfortunately through her so it kind of when you have I feel like when you have that mindset thinking about those that are so heartbreaking um, yeah. kind of just a little less when you can also recognize that um, you grew so much from knowing that person or having that difficult experience. There's, this life works out in a way that you life can works out. <laughs> yeah. Tattooed yeah. on my back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the main mindset of life always that I yes. needed to tattoo on myself as a reminder yeah. every day. Amen. <laughs> I'll tattoo anything on myself as a reminder like <laughs> my whole body. <laughs> Give me that good good. Uh, yeah it is. It's so true. I think especially with Callie like it's just so much love still surrounds her. Mm-hmm. You know there's so much comfort in that that I think life life moves on and that's really hard when you've experienced loss and you still grief is a part of you every day you know and I think so many people it's just like life moves on you visit the grave sometimes you carry that heaviness but like especially with Callie to still have so much love surrounding her and we still all get together and we get Mm -hmm. to still know each other and be a part of each other's lives it's Mm -hmm. that's it's been so special and impactful Mm -hmm. that it's like I don't think any one of us feels like I'm the only one still like carrying the weight of her like you know it's like so beautiful that we all get to do it together and we all still come together yeah it's amazing it it means so much to me and it's honestly been such a special part of dealing with this grief is having so many amazing love together and remember her together Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, let's do a light. Let's do something a little lighter. Yes. <laughs> Not to distract ourselves, but to, to balance it out. Yes, what, exactly what, as we do. <laughs> yes, we're trying. What in life brings you the most joy? Oh, I feel like I'm. I'm to my connections with people, like just feeling mm-hmm. the love of people and laughing with people mm-hmm. yes just so beautiful those, those moments be able to just like laugh with people and also connect deeply with people that brings me a lot of joy and also as a, a parent, animal yes. and like nature or it's just like so special and amazing I've always been an animal nerd I've always loved learning about animals just appreciating the natural world around me like brings me yes. Like be able to sit somewhere and I can hear nature. Those moments bring me um, like see a wild animal out wild, even though I get to a lot of them up close and personal and like read 
and stuff. Um, yes. It's always so special to see them out in the wild living their natural life. Um, and that's always so special to me and brings me joy. Yes, that's such a good one. Nature is so huge. I've always felt so deeply connected to nature, but especially in this season of life, just like, yeah, getting older and slowing down, I feel I could just be outside all the time, quietly, like looking at a tree. Like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's it's so nature. What else brings you joy? Um, It's... (laughs) currently where I'm at I'm like what does bring me joy I'm trying to really reconnect to those things mm-hmm. um but music music mm-hmm. is a big one for me because I think it helps me feel so dip- deeply mm-hmm. um but nature nature is like my biggest one within the last couple years that really just makes me feel grounded um and laughter honestly mm-hmm. the last couple weeks I've been able to just be with people and, and laugh so big. And <laughs> I think, yeah, carrying grief for so long, you don't realize how much you just get in like the, the trenches of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you have moments of just pure joy where you kind of forget that and it leaves you for a minute and you like feel like you have a six pack after you've laughed, it's like, <laughs> yes. oh my God, like I'm still in there. That, that joyous young version of me, like mm-hmm. I can still laugh and have fun. And I think really trying to internalize that and just be like, wow there's so much joy in the world to be had if you just remember it yes like yeah I think those are probably my biggest ones Mm -hmm. right now but yeah it's a balance for sure I'm tipped Mm -hmm. towards I'm tipped towards (laughs) not being joyful but I'm like yo I'm gonna gonna get myself back out here in the desert (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm I'm so good Yes, truly. Um, what? So, what's your plan after vet school? What do you what, like? What's your long term plan? Oh well, I'm kind of in a, in a veterinary medicine where I I have this passion for wildlife and especially yes. wildlife population health. Um, so, like, wildlife could be interesting, but I'm a little less inclined towards the the clinical side and a little more um, interested in like the population level, um, like working for like a, you know, a state wild thing would Heck be the yeah. dream, but oh, I can so little... see you doing that. <laughs> those jobs are a little few and far between. So yeah, I'm, there's like I'm three of them and everybody wants them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So <laughs> I'm open to, you know, I'm also getting my master of public health degree as well. So uh, kind of like any sort of like interface of wildlife health, human health environmental health this concept of one health um yes i love that stuff so anything that i the connections um between health and human health are interesting to me but i'm kind of leaning towards being able to work for a state with um, to have that kind of structure to the job that also allows me time um work overtime uh yeah uh you know enjoy like these other parts of which um i'm actually weirdly excited for uh an extra up where i get to work with a vet home euthanasia services yeah you told me about that that's (laughs) so incredible like that it's really just how much i love connect that grief and their yes um, really makes me feel fulfilled and I'm I'm really interested to make some at-home pet euthanasia work on the side still connect with people in those meaningful ways and help pets relieve their suffering yeah. in a really loving environment um, and in general just like community medicine to like try access to veterinary care and connecting with people and animals mm-hmm. that so because that that work is all I have a lot of passion for it but I know it's it'd be really taxing on yeah my my anything so doing it full-time would would be kind of tough for me so I I, I to be able to balance that um, passions (laughs) always yeah uh, my passions for wildlife and that work but also like the people and their pets and everything like the current game plan we'll see if I can get there (laughs) 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I fully wholeheartedly believe in you. I think you would be so good at that. You have just such a kind and gentle spirit, but then you're also so happy that I think people would so immediately feel comfortable with you. And it's like uh, such a hard place to be in because no matter what, you know, you feel like, am I making the right choice? Am I doing this too soon? You know, my family, we're dealing with that with our older dog right now. And my, my childhood best friend just texted me and they're going through it as well, trying to decide. And it's like, that's such a hard and painful choice to make. It's so and hard. I think, yeah, it's like, if you're, if you're with a vet or you're with somebody who has experience and can talk you through it and like, just reassure you that, you know, I think you would be yeah. so incredible at that. I would absolutely let you put my dog down. <laughs> Honestly, just like yes, be like reassuring people that this is a, a, like you've like loved your pet for long and you've given them such a wonderful life. It kind of goes hand in hand with my my thoughts of like seeing like older people in our lives that have yes. passed away. It's like they've these long, beautiful lives, but with our pets, that's our responsibility to know, like, to care for them mm-hmm. and know when it's time. And um, being able to let them go in that way with the um, like humane euthanasia is like a really special thing to to be able to relieve any suffering or pain or you know when they're no longer um, yeah. be a really special thing to kind of let them go when they're um, you know, doing yeah. all right but not their best. I think too, it's probably would be just like so interesting and healing for you to do that kind of work throughout mm-hmm. your life. It's like the more you're able to be around that, to like really mm-hmm. internalize the beauty of both life and death and how it's so natural. Yes. Like how much healing that will like continue to have on your grief to be with people in that, you know, and to yes. like experience that. I think that's such an incredible, I've kind of considered I read the top five regrets of the dying a couple years mm-hmm. back. And I think it'd be so interesting to get into palliative care mm-hmm. to do just like end of life. Cause I, I just think oh, in a way, I think that could really heal my relationship to life and death, but it's also the balance yes. where I like, I'm so empathetic. Like would I just literally be sad 24 seven, like everybody dies. Yes. <laughs> like in my head, it's like, that would be so perfect. And then in my reality, I'm like, buddy, I think you maybe couldn't handle that as much as you would like to be able to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, whole, you know, you know, learning, knowing your own, maybe like part-time work and things mm-hmm. can be really, really good because it's, it's, it's a really big thing in veterinary medicine, the and like people going yeah, so I'm hard sure. because people go into it you know not for the money but for the love and the the passion they have and they go well they put some to it and a lot of doing some hard work can can really take a toll so I'm trying to a little more um and get any sort of burnout that could possibly yeah by trying to balance myself um, off the bat with with the work that I do knowing myself and knowing how empathetic mm-hmm. I am and how it'd be hard to do certain types of work all the time and mm-hmm. then I've always been you know always been the one that I want my work to be one of my big passions in life and I recognize that it doesn't have to be for everyone yeah put a lot into the work that I do and and public health and I really want that for me that's um something me feel fulfilled and kind of helps me combat a lot of those like fears of death and everything is just life with the people yeah. around me my communities like doing good work and I've tried also reel it in a bit that puts much pressure on myself to like mm-hmm. save the world save the world <laughs> Amen. When you realize that it's not like solely your responsibility to save the world, it's like, wow, no way. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, for myself. In, yeah. I don't know what yeah. has happened this past 10 years. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm definitely a big and um, like, it's it's never life for the better. Um, yes. Life is both too short and hopefully to 
yes go through life in relationships or jobs or situations that bring you down um yeah to change things to make your change your life for the better it's always worth it and you deserve yes ah you're so you're so brilliant Paige (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) in in seasons I think I'm brilliant but (laughs) (laughs) um what are you most excited for for the rest of life hopefully if if life is long what is yeah what yes oh my gosh I mean just yeah just building on great passion in life which I hope to be my work, my family, and um, things around me. I just really value the people in my life. And mm-hmm. I have just so many special people in my life that I just really look forward to keep on building friendships and um, that meaningful love. I, I talked about, unfortunately, know that those having deep meaning relationships to mean a lot of um, hurt and loss. Um, I'm trying my best in those moments of connecting with people and having those special connections with people and the world around me and the work that I do to make me feel like I'm living my life. It's been a, a really like, constant thought of mine. Ever- yeah. Too soon is, you know, Life's, life can unfortunately be short, so I want you to take advantage of it and um, live it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it. <laughs> trying. You're trying. <laughs> I think you're doing it. From my perspective, you're absolutely doing it. <laughs> uh, okay, I have two more questions. I, I like yes. to keep them around like an hour. Um, yes, yes. Just for like attention spans and stuff. But. Yes. Um, if you could show Callie something or somewhere about the world, what would it be or where would it be? Like, what would you want to do if you had another day with Callie? I would love to go to another concert with her. Yes. <laughs> I, I, any time at a concert, like, you know, going to Life Fest, another concert, growing up in middle school and high school, like, that just being with her is like, made me the concert goer yes enjoying <laughs> the music and moving and being able to enjoy concert with her and um like sit in nature and mm-hmm. have one of those like long talks about goofy the deep things um I guess I really always learned that then before we lost is how much I loved that aspect of her so yeah. I would that that'd be my extra day with Callie yes. that's beautiful I think just spending time in nature as well you know just to mm-hmm. to be able to have like a deep conversation with her and get to know her heart it's like I, I wish I wish I could go back and be with her again for a day at like at 15 and I wish mm-hmm. I could know who she'd be now Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think just to be somewhere anywhere beautiful in the world with her and mm-hmm. just cry and laugh and just share I don't know share life together mm-hmm. one more time yeah. maybe Sedona <laughs> honestly yeah. I came to that you know? too. yeah like I think yeah. Sedona would be the ticket <laughs> agreed oh my gosh yes. um, that beauty Yes, literally. We're going to go together when you come out yeah. here. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We'll have to go to the energy <laughs> vortex. I've never been. <laughs> yes. And get our auras red. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And my last question. What is the biggest thing you want to do before you die? It's a wee little question. Yeah, it's something small, just a quick, yeah. just to, and, and to, to wrap it up quick. <laughs> What's your ultimate goal for life? <laughs> Is God real? Anyways. <laughs> oh, gosh, I want. Oh, as my. Don't want put pressure on myself to like save the world. I do want to just make a difference to those around me. 
um, mm-hmm. by uh, good energy out mm-hmm. and um, making and doing good for this earth and uh, yeah, just in- enjoying the people and things that then just living with that with the um there is with the yeah. to live our lives yeah so beautiful mm-hmm. that's so good i love it this has been such a wonderful conversation <laughs> i love it always i always love it uh, when you started this podcast i'm like yes <laughs> big question <laughs> yes <laughs> wow so that's the that's the stuff it is the stuff it really is it's like that's why we're all here so i yeah i've been looking forward to this it's been a long time coming trying to <laughs> my life has been so chaotic I'm like so glad we finally got to do it <laughs> yeah i'm so happy you're in arizona living yes that good part of Yes, back in the sunshine. Home in the sunshine. <laughs> so beautiful. But yeah, thanks for coming on. This has been so fun. Of course. Of course. Happy to. Yes. Well, I'll chat with you soon and let me know when you're out here and then we can plan our lives together in Sedona. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. I like, dream about it. I, <laughs> I know. So soon. That's going to come so fast. I'm so pumped. Yes, I love and adore you. Hope you have a good rest of your day, weekend. I love and adore you right back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good one. I love you. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I loved getting to share this conversation with Paige. Her joyful attitude and spirit truly always uplift me and others that get the pleasure of spending time with her. I am in awe of her capacity to understand deep grief and still maintain such a positive outlook on life. If you made it through the choppy audio, I applaud you, and I promise I'll get Paige back on the show for a more clear episode experience. Until next time on The Little Couch.